Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by our returning guest, John, from Sivad Sanctum. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Logar. Uh, thanks for having me back. No doubt. No, no, no. Now, did I pronounce, is it Sivad? Did I pronounce it correctly? <laughs> you got it. No, okay. no problem. Excellent. Excellent. So, last time you were on here, we, I think we talked a lot about in the light of a setting sun. So I figured let's let's start there real quick and ask how that's gone since we last spoke. <laughs> uh, great, actually. it's uh, It seems to be really popular uh, considering I haven't uh, actually released an adventure for it yet <laughs> since we last talked. Uh, I've been kind of bad with support for it, but uh, people are still... Uh, like asking me about it and still uh downloading it which is great excellent that's that is good to hear that is good to hear now you've got you it seems like you've put quite a few other things out since then is that correct yeah i've been uh trying to be hard at work you know <laughs> <laughs> i know that you've got some stuff on exalted funeral right now and, and could you tell us a little bit about what's been going on over there with you yeah the the big thing uh right now is um helm my mm -hmm. uh dark fantasy game of like bloody mercenaries that's uh that's the big one right now uh that i've got printed through them uh that's one i'm really proud of so what what is what's the what's unique about it what is the what is the whole premise of it and everything else so why would why would we want to check it out <laughs> You know, I've I've heard Helm referred to as the fighterification of D and D, which I which I actually really like. You know, I kind of went to my I, I said to myself like, uh, wh what if uh, what if uh, D and D was just a little bit more mercenary? What if D and D was just a little bit you know darker? Uh, and I really like drove that home. I feel with Helm. You know, how, how did you how did you do that? Is it like mechanically or thematically or what, what What did you what did you do there to take a different approach? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I really stripped back a lot of the uh, the uh, fantastical qualities of uh, D&D, mm -hmm. like mechanically speaking, you know, yeah. you're not you're not like elves and dwarves uh, running around. You're all humans. Mm -hmm. There's no wizards or magicians or anything or clerics you're all like more or less fighters yeah and you're all like adventuring around in this like crumbling empire like that's just like falling to pieces around you as you're just trying to make your own way so is it classless or do we still got classes or how does how does that work it is classless. Mm -hmm. uh, there are like, you know, but there is room to create classes if you so chose to. That that was my like goal with Helm is that it's more of a tool set rather than like a full system. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it like you can play it rules as written as at the table, no issue, no problem. But if you show if you so choose, you can add in like the mechanical complexity if you would like to you know yeah now is there i'm now correct me if I'm wrong is there just the one book there or how what do you got going on there because i think you have at least a supplemental book out or something along those lines well yes it's it's three booklets it's uh, uh men at arms quartermasters mm -hmm. and campaigns quartermasters being the uh what i refer to as the game master uh, mm -hmm. in the system and uh yes i do have some supplements out for it on my itch page 
So it, anyone listening out there, if you want a little bit of like mechanical complexity uh, in your game of Helm, those are available for you. So I'm curious if you could tell me, walk me through what Helm is like when it comes to the systems, the mechanics and everything like that. What can I, what would I expect? Am I looking at the regular six stats from D&D, the classic stuff, or is it something totally different or what, what, what are we looking at here? Uh, yeah, and this, this is something I'm really proud of. And what seems to get a lot of people hooked is that people see that character sheet and uh, they like really get like interested in Helm, you know, like if you want to get into the nitty gritty of it, you could say it's six stats, but there are assigned to the six different zones of your body. So you have head, torso, both the arms and both the legs and you assign a d6 score to each of those zones and from there you generate your abilities and saves based on those scores okay so so the scores themselves cover your different the the different regions of the body like like uh like like your legs arms and torsos and stuff like that is that correct and what i'm understanding or yep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's fun too, because uh, there are no uh, hit rolls mm-hmm. in Helm. You, you just hit and do damage. Mm. What, what you're rolling in combat is hit location and how much damage you do. I see. I yeah. see. So that's, that's interesting. And with, with the mechanic itself, what are we, what are we rolling to hit? Is it going to vary per weapon or is it just kind of one die across the board or how how do you handle that it's one die across the board but there are different properties associated with uh, each weapon oh. um you know you got stuff like two-handed or um, can be thrown you know uh, stuff stuff like that mm-hmm. or it can be set to receive a charge different different things associated with them that gives it a little bit of like mechanical like difference in mm-hmm. combat Excellent. Excellent. So there's quite a few other things I see you've been putting out as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to that we, you could tell us about? Because you got a few of these here, the uh, wondrous invention and stuff like that. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the other stuff you have here. Oh man, wondrous invention was one that uh, that's a little bit of, that's kind of my heartbreaker. You know, oh, that's, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was an adventure I worked really hard on uh, for, um, it was the uh, the original random advent uh, random adventure generator jam yeah. done by Chris Bazette, mm-hmm. and it it's what I call a party crawl. And basically, the the concept is you're these like uh, street urchins in this uh, city, and you're basically contracted to check out this like weird machine that was gifted to the local duke um the archduke rather yeah um, and it just and it does weird things you don't know what it does but it <laughs> does it does weird things and you've got to like infiltrate his uh manor in the middle of this like giant party that he's uh, uh that he's hosting so th- that was one that i was uh, uh that i had a lot of fun with uh but i don't know it just doesn't it didn't seem to take off so oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody check it out now <laughs> yeah everyone everyone go buy a copy 
please. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, so you've got kind of a thing going on here. I've noticed um, like you've got, you've got everything from in the light of a setting sun, which is, is a Western and you've got some other things like the, like the crime wave. And then you're even your um, helm seems to be, it's kind of like throwing aside the magic a little bit more gritty, combat i'm noticing a certain theme would you say that there's a certain theme of the stuff you've created here or am i putting together put, piecing together dots that aren't there <laughs> um it's only a theme in the sense that i'm kind of working my way through a like list of genres if that okay. makes any sense yeah you're not you're not the first one to point that out either too which is interesting um but yeah i kind of just like look at like different genres and how they're represented in the hobby and, and uh, you know mm -hmm. everyone has their own like flavor of yeah. uh genre you know like i like my western might be different from your western like my dark fantasy with helm mm -hmm. uh maybe different from your like version of dark fantasy your version of dark fantasy might have magic all over the place who knows <laughs> you know yeah was that uh i i might be wrong but i think that's what people when they call it uh what is it there's a there's a term that i've I, i've been seeing thrown around a lot lately referring to oh low like low magic high like more realistic grounded low magic style systems and i i, and I can't recall what the term is i've i've been hearing are, are, are you thinking of grimdark not grim dark, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it might it might just be low fantasy, like yeah, low, low fantasy. I think is exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> there it is, low fantasy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. When when it came to Helm, my big influences were the Black Company and uh, Berserk. If you're familiar at all, I'm um, not. Could you tell me about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Black Company is mercenary fantasy it's mercenary mm -hmm. fiction the main character is known as the analyst he's basically like just this guy who's like chronicling the history of this like mercenary company going back the last 400 years or something like that is this an is this a, a book or are we talking yeah it's about? a book okay. series okay. It's, a, it's a fantasy series and who um, wrote this uh, this is done by Glenn Cook. Glenn Cook. Okay. Yeah. Come yeah. On. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, they're, they uh, go back to the eighties. They're, they're a pretty old series, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And it, it just chronicles their like adventures in the, in the surface of the bad guy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Because <laughs> they're, they're mercenaries. So like, they don't have any scruples as to mm -hmm. who they're employed by. Um, but uh, it berserk, that is a Japanese manga and anime, basically main character guts is like this masterless swordsman who just gets through every battle with his own like strength of will you know yeah it's it's like for every anyone out there who knows you you know how good berserk is and like where <laughs> my influence come from in hell you know <laughs> i'm not going to go into too much detail on this podcast because i know uh i know Logarden likes to keep it family friendly but <laughs> 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 I, I try my best not to get too just too terrible on here. <laughs> I, I have to I, I, I have to I have to I try to keep it uh what's the word I'm looking for? I try not to like let any F bombs drop and stuff like that, which if you, you like to keep it clean life, cut. Yeah, if you know me in real life, that's that's not the way I usually converse. <laughs> 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 I, I, you know, I was a Marine. It was, 
it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I, I, when it comes to like other influences for some of these, uh, some of the games you've been putting, I'm curious to know a little bit more of what you, what influences you and what drives you to, to kind of like, like, like pushes you to do this. Where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, wow. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> just like any creative, you would mm -hmm. ask that question. It's like any, anything and anywhere, mm -hmm. um, you know, you'll, you'll, watch something or read something and you just like say oh man i would love to like play this game mm -hmm. and you know i think most people when they sit when they think that they go out and try to find the game that closely matches that experience but me as a game designer i decide to sit down and like just make it myself <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that's where it came with like setting sun and helm and crime wave. Those are just like watching Westerns, reading the black company and like watching old noir films, you know, yeah. like that's where my influences come from is just all of the media that I consume, just regurgitating that out into game form, you know? Yeah. And so when you're when you're running home like like oh I saw this and I gotta go make this game I mean well, I'm a, you're you're writing it down like at what point in time do you bring it to your table when in the process of coming up with this is it early on before you got things fleshed out or are you testing things out that way or is it after you've got it all kind of written up and figured out or how do you when does that when does that process happen? <laughs> well, it's nice of you to assume to assume that a regular group to play test this stuff with it's not very early that i do actually get it to the table i would say i would get this stuff pretty close to release before i actually get it to a table just because that's the perfectionist in me mm -hmm. like i i have uh like uh adhd mm -hmm. so <laughs> i i have to i have to like I don't know, mess with stuff a lot before I can actually get it in front of people, you know? Yeah. So I have to have it laid out how it's going to be laid out when it's like published. Um, I have to have all of the pieces in place. Uh, like it's actually a very meticulous process for me before I can actually get it to the table. Um, I, I, I basically like get it to the point of like almost print readiness before I can get it to the table. <laughs> so it, to answer your question, it's a very long drawn out process before I can actually get stuff to the table. Uh, I'm, I'm curious when you're, when, uh, you how do you go about when you're approaching a game, getting ready to write a game? How do you go about that process of writing? I mean, you just pull up a word doc and does it all spew out or you, as I heard some people even lately saying they're actually writing inside of things like InDesign and, and, and layout programs. I'm curious where it is you, how it is you approach the creative process in making a game. Yeah, like the, the latter, I'm, I'm actually really bad about doing that. I have to break myself of that habit because um, that's part of the reason why it takes so long because I'm writing in InDesign mm -hmm. and there's no like... Uh, there's no spell check or grammar <laughs> check in InDesign. So, so I have to, I have to break myself of that habit. I'm, I'm trying to be a lot better about that. I, I actually really like Nora Rose from Monkey's Paw Games. Yes. She really recommends that when you're writing stuff, um, like in a Word document or like Google Docs or something, never hit backspace. Just keep going. 
Mm-hmm. And I actually really like that because uh, like, you know, this isn't the time for editing. It's yeah. the time for writing right now. Editing comes later. Um, and I actually really in- enjoy that. And I think I'm going to try and really uh, implement that from now on. But the writing process for me is like, I actually write everything uh, long form by hand before it ever gets to on paper. Yeah. On paper. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I retain that stuff better when I write it down uh, by hand. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I think like, like I've done a lot. Most of my writing was not game writing, but it's (laughs) a lot of other stuff, but 99% of my writing, when I go to write in both processes, taking in information and writing it in hand by the time i actually sit in front of a document i'm i know what's going into that document most exactly of the time. <laughs> it's like okay yeah. i know what's going here like i've said i've said it before my my notebook collection is just as big as my rpg collection so <laughs> i had a, i think i said something very similar to that recently but <laughs> So, like, you're approaching this and you're doing a lot of it in InDesign. What's your history with, like, uh, history and how did you get get into, like, the visual side of things? And could you speak a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. Well, I don't know. When I first started out, I was making, like, basically one-pagers in uh, Google Docs, and that's totally fine. Like you can get some great looking stuff with uh, just Google Docs and uh, some tables and charts, like absolutely. But I like me myself, I had some dissatisfaction with how stuff was coming out. So I really wanted to step up my game a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have um, my wife is actually a uh, designer herself oh. she she designs like clothing and she sells her artwork uh, at conventions yeah. and stuff so she hooked me up with uh don't tell no one but she hooked me up with a uh, cracked in design and photoshop oh no oh no i gotta edit that out <laughs> oh, no oh, no don't tell no one <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's what i'm working with right now because um you know i don't want adobe to <laughs> get any money out of me but uh yeah that uh, like and you know, it's just it's just been a process every day of just like learning the ins and outs of the program and uh, trying to get the most out of it. Uh, like my adventure, a Tower Darkly. I think the Fear of a Black Dragon podcast did an episode on it, and they said uh, that they uh, really loved the uh, DIY like feel yeah. from a Tower Darkly, uh, saying that it felt like someone getting the most out of their limited resources. And that, that, that was, that's definitely what I try and go for with all of my projects is just with these limited resources and trying to get the most Mm -hmm. out of them. So I'm assuming like before you started trying to lay your games out in InDesign, you had no background in the visual stuff. So how was the curve uh, learning and where did you, how did you go about trying to learn how to do that? Uh, it's a lot of looking up tutorials on YouTube <laughs> and uh, being like, like, I want to, I want to do this thing, but I don't know how this works. It's like, how, how would I go about doing this? And I've actually, it's funny, several times I have figured it out 
mm-hmm. and then later found out it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do it that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like I've somehow figured out this like backwards way of like doing this thing. I've somehow figured out how to make a border around something without actually changing the stroke of, yeah. of the border. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, I could not explain it to you, uh, like in a 30 minute podcast, but, <laughs> but, but I've, I've figured out like backwards ways of doing stuff in InDesign that no one has ever like done before somehow. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a fun process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to know what you have planned for the future. What other things you, you think we're going to see coming out from you here, here, uh, that, that haven't been out yet that we can look forward to or. Oh, like tons and tons of stuff. (laughs) Like, like any good creator, I have a a finished projects folder and an unfinished projects folder that unfinished (laughs) projects folder is like 10 times bigger than the finished finished projects folder. Um, so I have a ton of stuff like in the works, but my main focus the, for the rest of this year and the coming year, 2023 is going to be the year of Helm. I, I swear it to everyone yeah. out there listening. Yeah, the, the year of Helm. I have so many like adventures and scenarios in the works uh, uh, coming out for helm the the main two right now um are if you'll notice the like scenarios for helm are all going to be named after metal songs so i have uh, <laughs> a dangerous meeting and and metal church coming out for nice. for helm uh metal church being a dungeon of sorts and uh a dangerous meeting being this folk horror bloodbath that i call it <laughs> so so hey, that leads me to ask are you a metalhead <laughs> I, I try to be like i don't come i don't come across as one but uh i, uh, no, I no. like <laughs> i've known a lot of metalheads in my lifetime i, don't, I wouldn't say, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked to find out you were a metalhead i've been talking to you a few times you definitely remind me of some folks i know in the past <laughs> no, that's i know a, that's i know they can be huge i know they can be huge nerds too but i like <laughs> that's a compliment i promise you i know some pretty good fellas so what uh, in metal what kind of stuff are you into metal wise are there any bands you're really into because i I can't call myself the greatest metalhead ever, but I got into metal when I was younger. My favorite metal band of all time is one of the bigger metal bands out there, Sepultura. I'm obsessed with them. Have <laughs> been for decades. So, oh yeah, what kind, of, what kind of metal you're into? <laughs> Man, it, like, like it's mostly classic stuff. Like I, I've got that like normie taste in metal. You know, oh, like black, <laughs> like Black Sabbath, and oh, that's uh, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been getting into like the more like i guess it would be it would be obscure to people who are not into metal i'm not going to be like mm, i'm i'm yeah into, i'm into the, <laughs> i'm into the real metal i'm, into the real, I'm not going to be like that but you know stuff like merciful fate and oh, uh, i saw merciful, merciful fate. fate with king diamond years ago great show i'm sorry go on <laughs> no 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 go ahead like please that's awesome oh, i man. love that stuff <laughs> that's some great stuff it's so good man like and you you show it to somebody and they're like what is this because it's just this dude just like screaming into the microphone the entire time 
at oh. the top of his lungs, but I love that stuff like so much. He was great. He was great. King Diamond was amazing. That was that 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 stuff was awesome. I loved that stuff when I was younger, especially. I really got into it. We got real excited. There was all kinds of rumors about like how demons were flying around the show and stuff, killing people or something crazy. And back then we didn't have the internet to find out if it was true or not and get the truth from the internet like we do now. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's just like no, like and you listen to it and you see him live, and it's like clearly uh uh King Diamond is just like this theater nerd who <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who just like really loves theatrics and stuff. But um yeah, like as, as far as metal goes, like I have like this playlist for Helm like oh, that nice. I made. Oh and nice. If you post got, is that is that posted or linked to from any of the from the book itself or any place you can yeah if you go on the itch page for helm yeah it's actually linked there on the page you can actually flip through the 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 uh playlist but it's got oh, stuff nice. like wishbone ash uh judas priest oh, yes. um, i saw judas priest uh much later on in their career briefly <laughs> <laughs> sabotage sabotage oh. is another one that i love I saw sabotage them. So good. Oh, I saw them. I saw them in the mid mid nineties. Sabotage. They were great. That one album, though. What was the name of the album? Was that the one with handful of rain or fistful of rain or something? Was always. My I know favorite. the one. I know the one you're talking about. I could. I couldn't tell you either. And then there's Jesus saves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's great. That's a good. That's some good stuff there. I know that uh, Levi Combs, who does the Planet X game stuff, in his um, great guy, one of his zines, he he posts. He's posted some of his playlists that go along with the games. And I appreciate that. I think that's really cool. I like to be able to pull up a playlist to go with it, like they did with Morkborg and stuff. Well, it just gets you in the into the vibe of mm -hmm. the uh, of the. Uh, like game because like yeah i can say like oh there's just like like super heavy metal with, with helm <laughs> but i also have a queen song thrown in oh i love like, queen yeah queen's queen kicks ass man oh i'm a big uh, yeah i love queen queen's amazing i i have a wide array of uh music that i get into i think when i was younger though and especially younger playing D D with my buddies that like music and D D were almost synonymous at times like we were all into certain kinds of music. We play stuff and we get into it while we were playing. We have a record player, CD player, depending on the era going <laughs> in, the, in the background. The only thing I have down here now, I don't even own. Well, I do own a CD player in the one record player. We have mostly record players down here now in my basement. But. I've been trying to find a good one, man. You got a recommendation? No, I don't. I don't know about. Now, here's <laughs> the thing. My my fiance. She knows that stuff well, like she knows all about it. For me, it's all the same. I just need to have speakers and work. I don't, I'm not knowledgeable. She worked at a secondhand store where they'd buy old records, um, comics and, and, you know, vintage stuff and restore old video game consoles. So she knows like everything about all that and the technicality. So I can always ask her. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, our, our issue is, is that we, we have one, but it's like one of those rinky dink ones that have the speakers built in, you know, one of those yeah. cheap, cheapo ones. That's the only one I have that works because the other ones, all the speakers are busted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, that sucks. But it's like modern records are like, produced like too well mm -hmm. they're too bumping so they actually like the needle jumps out of the record 
Oh no! It throws the needle out. So we get, we <laughs> got to find one with like a weighted arm or something. Yeah, you got you got to get a decent. I, I got to get a decent a decent one, a decent setup. Because like I said, the one I got is just a lot like yours, the one that I've been using. Because it's the only one that works with the three we own. Is the one with the speakers built in? They're not that good. No, I have like I have like five sets of speakers. None of them are compatible with anything else or work or anything else. And I'm just like collecting speakers, trying to find speakers <laughs> to get Maybe this <laughs> one will work. <laughs> it's been a nightmare getting working speakers on these other ones. Cause I do like some of the other record players a lot more than this cheap one we're using, but it works for now. So enough about records. <laughs> <laughs> You get me going. It's all good. It's all good. I, I mean, for me though, like I said, when we were younger, the music had a lot to do with. Like, we would spend hours playing in our basements or my buddy's living room or at the dining room table, and we often were just listening to records and CDs while we were playing. So they all kind of went hand in hand. Yeah, you know, like we were talking about influences uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Like with just this conversation, it made me realize, like music's probably the biggest influence on me as far as my gaming like design goes like i like so much in my adventures and my games are influenced by the music that i listen to like i'll I'll just like take some lyrics or like a a title or something and just like throw it into a game be like maybe maybe someone out there will notice this Maybe someone out there will get the reference. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I appreciate that. That's. I mean, music is. Uh, it, it evokes something in you, and it, it's not as as an influence. The things that you can imagine and stuff like that. Whereas, like television and books are a lot more structured, a lot more rigid. What they can invoke and, and influence has a little bit more limited i feel so it makes a lot of sense that music would be a big influence i think it is for a lot of creators <laughs> yeah exactly well we're coming close to time because you tell the listeners where it is they can find you online where it is they can pick up uh pick up your stuff and uh maybe what they should probably check out of your stuff to start with <laughs> yeah absolutely so it, i am john of Sivad sanctum you can find me uh, at Sivad Sanctum on Twitter if you're interested in me. Um, but if you're interested, if you're just interested in the games, uh, you can find them at sivadsanctum.itch.io. That's where all the digital stuff can be found. But if you're interested in Helm physically, right now it's available for print on uh, Exalted Funeral. So please, please check it, check it out and please pick up a copy if you're interested. Uh, I, I like, you know, I'm, I may be a bit biased, but I would say it's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, thank you for coming back on. It's been great getting a chance to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We can always use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.